Big things are happening in the world of Major League Soccer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're diving into some big news from around MLS. Now, a lot of the Major League Soccer discourse right now is focused around a certain individual whose last name rhymes with Schmessy, and that is something big that's happening in the league. We're expected to see Leo Messi and friends be unveiled by Inter Miami very, very soon ahead of him likely playing against Cruz Azul in League's Cup on July 21st. That is a week from this upcoming Friday as I record. That's big news, but today I want to get into other things that are happening around MLS. We're going to talk incoming transfers. We're going to talk a bit of coaching news. There's a lot to get to, and we'll get to it in 10 minutes or less because here on the Backyield Show, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So let's get to it and talk soccer. Up front, I mentioned that there's a big name player named Lionel Messi coming to Major League Soccer. He is by far the biggest and the most important, and there's a lot of work that MLS and soccer in the U.S. has to do to make sure that they capitalize on this opportunity of having the greatest player of all time set foot in their league. But Messi's not the only impact transfer that's coming into MLS. He's the biggest, but he's not the only. One that I want to highlight on this episode is Chicho Arango coming back to Major League Soccer with Real Salt Lake. Now, the 28-year-old signed for RSL in the secondary transfer window and made his RSL debut over the weekend in RSL's 4-0 win over Orlando City. And somewhat fittingly, for a striker who was pretty lethal with LAFC, he got the first goal of that game. It was a nice header off of a set piece from Pablo Ruiz. It's just great to see Arango back in Major League Soccer. He is a really well-rounded striker, a little bit trigger-happy at times with some of his shot selection, but he moves well inside the box, has a good physical presence, can combine, even though he doesn't always get super involved in build-up. He can help create little bits in, in, in combination play in the final third, He's a goal scorer. He's a, he's a killer in those spaces. When you watch him, it's hard not to see bits of Raul Ruiz Diaz and Joseph Martinez at their peak. This guy's the real deal. And he helps RSL become an even better and more fun team than they were before. And they were already you know quietly marching their way up the Western Conference standings. Arango gives them a boost, gives their attack a boost. And having him next to Demir Krylak with Diego Luna and Jefferson Savarino on the wings, that's a game-changing combination of players in Pablo Mastorini's 4-4-2. Nothing that RSL do is crazy on the tactical side. It's a player-driven approach. Mastorini appears, at least, to give the players some freedom underneath a general structure to go out and execute. And for RSL, then, you can't really overstate the importance of adding in Arango, who was, again, a game-changer for LAFC. They decided to, to not keep him as they came into the season ahead of their CCL run. He went to Pachuca, in Liga Mekis and now is back as a designated player, reportedly breaking RSL's club record transfer for an incoming move. Arango gives them so much, and he represents this idea that RSL, now with new ownership since the start of 2022, have started to spend and identify real game-changing talent that can help them win games in MLS for a long time now, since RSL was in their glory days years and years and years ago. There's this idea that they've been missing these elite top-end players to really help them compete within a, a kind of a player-driven structure. Now with Arango and a healthy Demir Krylak, if he stays healthy, and them going out and, and signing midfielders and high-level players deeper downfield and identifying Diego Luna from the USL, 
they're starting to find some of these players that can help really raise their level and make them maybe not a genuine contender for a trophy this season, but certainly not an easy out. And maybe even securing a home playoff game for them in uh, the 97-team playoffs that are the MLS Cup playoffs. So that's Chicho Arango and his move to RSL. We'll get to one other incoming player transfer in just a second. But first, let's talk coaching. Jim Curtin signed a contract extension with the Philadelphia Union very recently as well. He's the second longest serving head coach in Major League Soccer. He's been with the Union for a long time, since 2014. He's won the Coach of the Year Award multiple times. Take that with a grain of salt, because all those awards should be taken with a grain of salt. His deal, Jim Curtin, was supposed to expire at the end of the season. And it had taken a long time, reportedly, for anything to really happen here and for an agreement to be reached. Now it has. And Union fans should breathe a sigh of relief because Jim Curtin, while he's helped in large part by Ernst Tanner, helping to dictate the philosophy of the club as their chief soccer officer, Jim Curtin has done a really good job adapting himself and changing his ability as a coach over time. He's gone away from this more possession-heavy style where they play pretty soccer and you've got Madunian in, kind of dropping dimes from deeper downfield. He's changed from that to a fairly practical, pragmatic approach that really fits what Philadelphia Union want to be as a club. They're direct, they're aggressive, they play you know, really compact in midfield, they want to go out and be in tradition as much as possible, and they want to identify players from lower levels, give them a chance either from the academy or from lower leagues in South America or in Europe, and then move them on and continue that process while competing at the same time. It's a balancing act, and Jim Curtin has done that balancing act very very well. He's not fallen off the tightrope, and at the end of the day, he secured what you have to imagine is one of the most lucrative coaching contracts in MLS history in this process, even though the union aren't keen to spend a ton of money. So it's good for the union to have Jim Curtin back in the fold. It's a meaningful move for them to have him locked up with the club ahead of the 2026 season. Lots of good stuff to like here from the union and Jim Curtin. Good to see continuity preserved in Philadelphia. Finally, the last thing I want to get to on this episode is another signing. It's something that we've talked about here on the Backheel Show and over on Backheel.com for months now. We had an episode that talked a bit about this at the start of the MLS season. NYCFC have needed a striker for months. They have now signed a striker, finally. They announced this on Tuesday. They signed Algerian youth international, Monsef Bakrar. He was playing in Croatia in the top flight there just 22 years old and is coming to MLS as a U22 initiative player. You know, hasn't been this crazy lights out goal scorer at times in his past, but you go through and watch the tape and Justin Egan had a really good video with all of the goals that Bakrar had scored in Croatia from 2022 to 2023. You know, it shows that he is savvy with his movement. He has some quality on the ball, good right foot, although he can score with other parts of his body as well. Good speed and intelligence to get in behind the back line and to find space in the box. You have to trust, given the scouting report and the tape and the fact that this is a city football group signing. NYCFC have this giant army of resources behind them in city football group with Man City, teams in South America, other teams in Europe that help them identify high-level players. They've hit on a lot of these U22 guys. I don't see why Bakrar should be any different. The expectation is that he's going to come into this team and give them a meaningful boost before this season ends to try and get New York City FC back into a position towards the top of the Eastern Conference. Like I said earlier, they've needed a nine for quite some time now. Tati's been gone. A bear was traded during the offseason. Nick Cushing's been scrambling, trying to find a solution. It's been a lot of false nine and using players out of position. Bakrara will give NYCFC a reference point and should help them really improve throughout the rest of this season. 
I'm excited to see what he can do in MLS before inevitably he is sold on as part of this CFG machine. But it gives NYCFC something as they're stuck in 13th place in the Eastern Conference to latch on to near the start of the secondary transfer window that opened back on July 5th. So between Chicho Arango coming back to Major League Soccer and starting hot with RSL, Jim Curtin landing a contract extension with the union, and now NYCFC finally coming in and signing a number nine. This MLS season is heating up here in the transfer window, and it's going to heat up even more ahead of League's Cup. And of course, Lionel Messi joining Major League Soccer. For now, that's all we have on today's episode. If you enjoyed, head over to backheel.com and subscribe for more American soccer coverage. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you.